the swag after and welcome to another episode of the Sartoyo and Geek podcast, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, and one of the things about the download portion is that I realize I have a knack for pulling stuff from whatever's offered on Xbox Live Games with Gold. Last episode, it was uh, King of Fighters 13. This episode is going to be a modern classic. Would you believe that it's been 25 years? A quarter of a century since the original Resident Evil was released on the PlayStation 1. Well, if you've never played it, you're in luck. And if you're an Xbox Live Gold subscriber or Game Pass Ultimate, whatever the hell they call it, if you're paying them some money uh, every month or yearly, the Resident Evil HD remake is now available to download. And I believe it's available to download for the whole entire month. Now, me personally, I have never been the biggest fan of the games. I've always loved zombie movies, a fan of Romero. I enjoy the uh, first two Resident Evil movies. Uh, The last seven, or however many were they afterwards, were mindless uh, schlock popcorn movies, which were not scary at all, but they were enjoyable. Uh, So I've enjoyed the Resident Evil franchise, even if I have not been an avid player of the game. Uh, Personally, at the time, especially with 1, 2, 3, I never owned a PlayStation, so that was 1, but I did have a Dreamcast. Never was interested in Co-Veronica. Even made the switch to the action format in Resident Evil 4. I just wasn't into playing Resident Evil games. However, with the advent of Resident Evil 7, I became an avid watcher of playthroughs on YouTube. And that has carried over to the remix of Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3. I love the story. I love the pacing. Uh, it's just such a cinematic experience as, as a viewer. And I'm sure even that much so as a player. And my only real experience playing RE is the... Uh, DS edition which I've I have and played a little bit of and it's the DS is not the best experience for me to get my feet wet in Resident Evil so I am actually looking forward to uh, downloading Resident Evil HD and playing through and this is the GameCube remake that has been ported to plenty of systems and we don't have an Xbox uh, and I believe it's also on a switch as well I'm not entirely sure but I'm pretty sure you can find it on those systems as well uh, on a PlayStation 4, definitely, and a Switch more than likely. I'm not sure if it's available on the PlayStation 5. I'm not sure what the backwards compatibility issues are with that system. It seems like only certain things are backwards compatible, some things aren't. Anyway, and it'll usually run you about $14.99, which again is not a bad price at all to pay for a game of that caliber that is held up for a quarter of a century. That is just amazing. So with that, we move from blood, guts, gore, tank controls, and zombies to superheroes, supervillains, and movies. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the MCU. In this case, the MCU on the small screen with the debut of WandaVision on Disney+. And I don't know about you, but I forgot how much I missed the MCU it has been so long since we've gotten a proper entry in any way shape or form to the MCU proper I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but they veered off on their own direction some time ago so it always felt like an offshoot and not a proper uh, window into that world that we've come to know and love 
and WandaVision is first and foremost, at least the first three episodes, the time of this recording, four episodes have premiered, I've seen all four, and the first three episodes are very much a love letter to old school sitcoms. If you are a someone of about my age, you grew up pretty much watching sitcoms from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, in addition to those on the 90s once you became of age and became an adult. So it is such a love letter to those sitcoms, especially in this this case, the first three episodes, 50s, 60s. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Even sometimes you have to wonder if you're watching it on an old school CRT TV, from the laugh tracks to the mannerisms to the, even the dialogue. It was it's just awesome. But all the while you're wondering, what's going on you kind of get these glimpses of clues of things that are going on outside of this realm that we're in watching wanda and vision play out these old school sitcom scenarios but always wondering what's going on and then you get to episode four and episode four you get an explanation to a degree about what's going on outside of that bubble uh so to speak with wanda and vision and it's even more so it's almost scary to think what could possibly happen at the end of the series. I have someone who wrote comics, yeah, wrote comics, read comics for a long time, especially X-Men. And I kind of got out of collecting heavily around the House of M. But if you are familiar with the House of M, you'll know that. Uh, and I'm really shortchanging the story here, but basically Scarlet Witch went crazy. She basically hexed every single mutant out of existence. So they were no more mutants. So I'm wondering if what it seems like this mental break she is going through, what sort of ramifications it could possibly have on the MCU as a whole once everything is said and done. So I am very much excited to see how this series plays out. I'm excited to see these characters again. I'm excited to see this world again. But more importantly, I am excited as a comic book fan and an MCU fan to have more of the MCU. And it seems like once WandaVision completes its run, we're going to go right into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I am extremely excited about. So hopefully that will keep us at bay. And so that really should keep us at bay until whenever Black Widow comes out, however it comes out, whether it comes out in theaters and or on Disney Plus premiere, which I'm not paying for anyway. I'll wait till it comes on a regular Disney Plus. But, you know, we'll still have a, a good three to four months of Marvel content. And then I believe we will wait until December for the next Spider-Man movie. So I don't know about you. I'm excited. And then in between, it's not even Marvel, but Justice League, the Snyder Cut comes out March 18th now. And I'm excited for that because... I don't know about you. I really wanted to like the DC universe. I really wanted to like Dust, like Justice League, and it just it fell so flat as far as not just a comic movie, but a movie in general. So with Snyder given or being given all this money to redo it in his image, so to speak, I'm really hoping that he's able to knock it out of the park with the expectations that fans had for the quality movie that we all wanted to see when Justice League came out all those years ago. So it is a very good time to be a geek, to be a blurred, but more importantly, just a very good time 
to be a fan. Uh, coming into 2021, we're all looking for uh, brighter days, new experiences, and just to move forward with our lives and what little bit of joy we can get from either an escape of a movie or the joy of finding something new and bettering yourselves. We're all trying to find it. So I'm looking forward to the slate of these geek properties over the next couple of months. So after that, we're going to take a break and then come back with a very special fragrance of the week. We're back from the break. And over the past two years, one of the fragrance houses that I've come to love, especially independently owned, black owned, in this case, woman owned as well, fragrance house is Kimberly, New York. If you listen to the podcast, you've heard me talk about I and I and completely rave about Echelon for Men. Echelon for Men is just one of those fragrances, and this is a, probably a separate podcast or a separate video I need to do. But one of those fragrances that when you wear, you just feel like you can attract anybody and anything you're looking for. You feel irresistible. You feel like a god, a god to women or god to men, if that's what you're trying to attract, so to speak. It is such a sexy and seductive fragrance, fragrance, and it is one of my favorites in that sort of genre to make me feel that way. Well, she is out with a another men's fragrance, and this fragrance is called Ether. And you know, you think of Ether, and you automatically think of the Nas Jay Z battle from back in the day. Well, this one is very much about ether in the competition when it comes to men's fragrance. So let's break down the notes. You have notes of frankincense, myrrh, vetiver, and smoky embers. So right there you have sort of the incense vibe of the frankincense and myrrh, then the grassiness of the vetiver, which offers a freshness. But then you combine that with the smoky embers. And I have to say, I have to wear this a few more times, but at least with my initial smelling and just wearing it, it, it definitely lives up to the quality of the other fragrances from the houses is one of those ones that's not a huge projector but it does irradiate from your body especially with that body heat and i love that you will get all day duration with this you don't have to someone doesn't have to be right up on you to smell it either even though it doesn't like project like a dior sauvage one of those more synthetic and brocks and heavy fragrances uh, ether is you know, definitely one that I will wear more often. And in this case, I received a discovery set for Christmas, such like World of uh, Chris Collins. So I would definitely, this is probably one I'll definitely get a 30 ml size eventually because I would definitely want to have this have a full bottle in some way, shape, or form in my collection. So definitely, if you're interested in, in something doing it, it doesn't smell like anything else that I have. And I have various fragrances that have frankincense and myrrh and have a bit of smokiness but none of them are mixed with that vetiver and even with the frankincense and myrrh a lot of them also have an incense sort of vibe as well and this one doesn't come off and it's very masculine in my opinion uh but it still has a a cleanness to it particularly because of that vest uh, vetiver and also it does have that seductiveness with the the smoky vibes or smoky embers in in the base so i i really enjoy it again Kimberly new york just with all of their fragrances i have not been disappointed and i don't expect you to be disappointed 
either and I also have a couple others here that I'm going to just rattle off that I haven't tried yet but just sound interesting it may not be my cup of tea but you know someone else's it may be and we have a uh, dimple which is a uh, bright peppermint leaves and dark chocolate Ooh, that sounds good it's a good gourmand sort of fragrance I, I'm gonna have to try that out I'm not a uh, gourmand type of guy and gourmands or fragrances that smell like food or have a food association with them so I am I'm looking forward to that it's different for me in addition to what else do I have here indigo love indigo love is tangerine and italian ice so a lemon italian ice so it's definitely will be a very uh fresh fragrance so those might be pretty good as well so i'll have to talk about those on the next episode of the podcast because this is going to wrap it up for this edition of the sartorio and geek podcast by webster style where we talk about bow ties comic books and everything between i have been your host webster style find us on the internet on instagram at webster style or at Sotorio and Geek. Find us on Twitter at Webster Style. Find us at WebsterStyleMagazine.com or just plain on WebsterStyle.com, but also SotorioandGeek.com. If you have any questions, feel free to email us, info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you again for sharing a brief moment of your time with us. We are always thankful. And as always, be safe and stay safe. One man should have all that salad. Yeah. Oh, you want to say, oh, I completely read that wrong.